This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome, everyone. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. It is the most beautiful time of year. However, this time of year can be stressful and can trigger so many emotions in people for many different reasons, whether it's family gatherings or finances or simply stress around food. These are my recommendations for a healthy and happy holiday. Number one, we really should be grateful that another year has come and gone. Number two, stay as active as possible that you are giving yourself a healthy dose of the happy hormone. Number three, create a social schedule that leaves time for you and some self-care. Number four, set boundaries. And of course, this one's going to be my favorite. Number five, take Dr. Uma Nadu's advice on holiday stress, eating, and food choices. Well, I just gave away today's guest. She is backed by popular demand, and she's here to help us get through the holiday season. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Dr. Collier. It was fantastic to speak to you last time, and I'm excited to see you again. Well, thank you. Now, just a reminder to listeners that Dr. Nadu is a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, a professional chef, and is Harvard's food mood expert, among other things. So first, I wanted to discuss the stress-food relationship and the slippery slope that leads us to be unwell. Stress eating is something I'm hearing about so much these days. Not only are we entering the third fall in our winter um, of the pandemic, but also it's a time when, you know, whether it's family or just rushing around getting gifts or, um, you know, financial stress or whatever it might be, so many things are going on for people. I'm also noticing a real increase in anxiety that people are feeling. Like it's almost as though it's not a known cause, but it's a general feeling. And all of these really feed into um, the way that we eat. And the more that we feel stressed, uh, the our hormones are dysregulated. We know about cortisol. We know about the HPA axis. And we know that we almost are in a state of angst. And for that reason, something in the form of a food, especially if it's sugary or extra, you know, um, extra delicious in terms of a holiday dessert or something like that, those things are the ones we tend to turn to. Now, why is that? Well, when you're reaching all the time for the um, extra large muffin, for the piece of cake, the sugary donut, what we're doing is putting our body in, uh, in almost a, a, a cycle of craving because we know that sugar acts on the brain very similarly, and research has shown this, to um, actual street drugs like cocaine or even opiates, and it taps into the dopamine reward pathways. So when you have that sugar, that donut, you think, you know, I'm so stressed, it's it's the holidays, let me just have this holiday donut at the, at the office. You want another one. And you, your blood sugar then is all over the place. You initially feel okay, but then you crash. So the sugar high and then the sugar crash, all of these things happen. And it places our body in this vicious cycle of always either craving something or catching up. And I think this is one thing to bring to everyone's attention because there are ways to really rethink the stress eating that happens to us. And one of them is to, you know, practice some mindfulness. For example, uh, sounds like a very lighthearted thing to say, but sometimes we just need to take a step back 
and and focus on our goals of remaining healthy in terms of mind and body because we know that what we eat also impacts the brain it's not just our waistline and a few and a few other things that we can think about together to make it easier i find that interesting that you say that because a lot of my patients we talk about you know the favorite things that you like around the holidays and you don't really realize that when you indulge in that instant, it feels good, it's delicious. But then later on, when you've developed a headache or you crash or you need a nap, you don't really realize that that was the food choice that you made. And I agree with you. I think the mindfulness is really important. So what I tend to do is I tend to think, oh, this is going to do this to me. So maybe I will save that for another day when I've actually had a, you know, a healthier food prior to. Does that actually help? So let's say I decide I'm going to have a treat. A donuts. Well, those are my favorite, by the way. Does it sense for me to have something with protein beforehand to kind of negate the effects of the sugar? You know, if you know that you're going to go to that holiday party or that holiday breakfast and there's going to be donuts, something you enjoy. This is, you know, the way that I practice nutritional psychiatry is really not about restriction and preventing people. It's actually the principle of it's not what's on your plate today or the number on your on the scale tomorrow. It's about what you're doing in a general sense every day of your life um, so that it is sustainable. So you may have that donut. But if you're eating a healthy salad at lunch full of those fiber-rich veggies, colorful um of the color of the rainbow, both you know berries and say lots of veggies, uh, leafy greens, uh, a clean protein. You know that you started off the day with a really good healthy breakfast, like a chia pudding. You're active. You spend some time outdoors for your vitamin D, which we know in the northeast is very important. Um, but you're practicing an otherwise healthy lifestyle. What? What I'm trying to say is that you have that piece of cake on your birthday or that donut or the holiday party. And the next meal, you're going back to your salads, your healthy breakfast, your exercise, your mood, all of that mindfulness, all of that counts. Because I think what tends to happen is we see things in a vacuum. We either say, look, if um, if I have, you know, I'll, I'll work out extra at the gym or I won't eat all day and then I'll have that piece of cake or that dessert, whatever it is. Unfortunately, the body just doesn't work that way. And what we need to be understanding is the impact of these foods, uh, so the high glycemic foods, the high, highly sugared foods on our blood sugar, because it turns out that our mental health is now so closely linked to our metabolic health. So the impact of insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes are all driven by those, you know, surges in sugar in the bloodstream. And the reason to have fewer treats and build in more healthy options and still enjoy what you want to enjoy Christmas or Christmas Eve, whichever holiday you celebrate, Hanukkah, um, whichever one it is that that food that you look forward to. Maybe it's a family tradition. Maybe it's a wonderful memory from childhood. I say indulge and enjoy it. But I'm also saying the rest of the time before and after that, make sure that you're also living that healthy lifestyle so that those moments when you enjoy something, you don't feel regretful. You just say, hey, you know, I'm enjoying this now, but I know that I'm back to my 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 familiar and healthy eating habits the rest of the time. That's That creates more of a balance in your body. And it is also a mindset. You're not depriving yourself, but you're also really linking your mindset to your goals, uh, which is, you know, in my opinion, as a nutritional psychiatrist, those goals should be your improved mental well-being. Uh, 
um, which everyone is struggling with these days. So that's that's a good a good a good thing to be doing for yourself. It's so true. And for somebody who is anxious, so the holidays bring upon anxiety. They make people feel anxious about you know gathering about the finances. We talk about all that. Are there preventative things and preventative foods or foods that we can include in our diet on a regular basis, even leading up to a stressful event? And it just so happens to be the holidays. Are there foods that we can eat that will help to, um, you know, minimize that sense of anxiety? Are there like, you know, a couple of them on the list that you think we should be eating every day? So in This Is Your Brain on Food, there's an entire chapter on anxiety and there are there are lists of foods to embrace and lists of foods to limit. The ones that you want to be embracing, let's think lifestyle factors first. Spending 10 minutes in outdoor time gives you 80% of your daily vitamin D. So not through a window, not with sunblock, but for those 10 minutes, allow your skin to absorb that sunshine or that daylight. And that's going to help you improve your mood and lower your stress over time. So that becomes important, especially, like I said, where we live in the Northeast. But another thing is fiber is your friend when you are anxious. And where do you get fiber from? You get it from veggies, berries and other fruit, uh, beans, nuts, seeds, legumes, lentils, and healthy whole grains. They, they take a longer time to digest in your body. They feed the microbiome and those microbes. So they're really helping you even out your emotional state. So having, you know, snacks of uh, nice crunchy veggies, even at your office party, or if you're bringing something, making sure you have foods that are going to help you along, a lentil soup for lunch, um, you know, a, a, a snack mix of actually different crudités, so little celery or radish. Right, I was just actually writing our newsletter this week, and you can sign up for my newsletter at umanidomd.com. And I wrote about radish because it actually helps anxiety. So including that in your salads, not only radish, but chopping it up, adding your folate, because folate from the leafy greens helps even out your mood. All of those things are additive. So fiber is your friend. Uh, vitamin D. Another one is turmeric. My favorite uh, morning drink is something my grandmother taught me, which is a golden latte. Um, and I share this recipe on Instagram and in my and my blog. Um, it's a simple, uh, but you know, turmeric with a pinch of black pepper. The black pepper makes the curcumin in turmeric about two thousand percent more bioavailable to your brain and body. So it's an easy hack worth doing. Add a nut milk of your choice and a few other ingredients to spice it up a little bit and flavor it. And it's a warming drink that in the winter months you can have. And over time, um, you know, make sure to check with your, your doctor that you can eat turmeric and it doesn't interact with anything else that you're being prescribed, for example. But it's an easy thing that you can do to not only warm yourself up, but over time, the, the, the turmeric will help you because it has a good amount of evidence for helping both anxiety and mood. And I say anxiety and mood because very often mood is linked to anxiety. I often cannot separate the two. And so it's important to know some tactics for both. Yeah, really good advice. And I love golden milk. I actually don't drink it in the morning. I often drink it at night. I find it a nice soothing drink. And I know that it has many anti-inflammatory benefits. So I feel like that would be good for making the body feel good, reducing the inflammation. But there are also people who say that they will have um, holiday parties lined up and they will starve themselves all day just to be able to indulge at night. That sounds to me like it's a horrible 
uh, thing to do for the body. So let's discuss that a little bit. What are the disadvantages to starving yourself and then indulging? Um, some people are practicing uh, time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting. And if they're working on a program with their doctor and they're guided to eat during a certain window, that's different from restricting all of your food during a time frame. And then what tends to happen and the biggest issue is you're so hungry when you get to your party or your dinner, whatever the event is, that you, you know, you probably drink too many glasses of wine, you probably eat too many appetizers, and all the while you're thinking, you know what, I didn't eat anything all day, I'm sure I can have that extra cookie or that extra pastry or whatever it is, um, or appetizer. So I think that that's, herein lies, lies the issue, because it gets our body out of balance. Um, you know, being consistent with our meals, with how we eat, while still understanding it's the holidays, and you might you you should enjoy yourself at the party that you go to but that doesn't work for people um it gets our, our body into a mode where we then really I, I find that many patients i speak to or clients that they become so hungry that they overeat they overindulge um and then they they actually end up at a worse place i find that i try to get to a party not overly hungry so i'm not overindulging when we come back, Dr. Nadu's top five tips for healthy and happy holiday season and our favorite topic, the brain-gut romance. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 105.9 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Dr. Nadu and I were discussing holiday eating and how it can affect the gut-brain romance. So I thought we would continue on this conversation and just dive a little deeper into it. Dr. Nadu, are there t five top foods that you should include to help balance your indulgence? So foods that will help balance the blood sugar, they'll improve your mood. I hear about people talking about sweet potatoes all the time or, um, you know, lots of leafy greens. And you previously mentioned radish. Let's talk a little bit about those. I'm glad you mentioned the gut-brain romance because if people want a free chapter uh, of, that, of my book, which is in the first chapter, is called The Gut-Brain Romance, just go to gutbrainromance.com and you will actually be able to download that chapter and check it out. So some of the foods that I love to include, are, I think it's so easy to lean on leafy greens because they are rich in fiber, so many nutrients, plus they have folate, which we need. So that's an easy thing to do, whether it's a crunchy kale chip that you're making or spinach chip or just adding it to a side dish or a salad. Another one we mentioned, and I'll throw that in again, are the uh, spices. And one of them is turmeric, which has anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties, helps keep you thinking sharp, helps making make you feel calmer, and has a good amount of evidence related to mood. A third food that I like to mention is uh, fermented foods. Fermented foods actually fend off inflammation. And many of us actually have some, some element of inflammation in our gut. 
So just adding a fermented food to your lunch or your dinner and a small serving of something like kimchi, a drink of kombucha, just watch for the extra sugar, you know, miso soup. The fourth one, the category of fiber, because it's so easy to do. Um, all of those foods we mentioned earlier, reach out for those extra veggies, reach out for berries if you want a sweet snack. Uh, blueberries are my favorite. Um, you know, have that lentil soup rich in fiber and other nutrients. Fiber is not only filling, but it helps ease your stress. It keeps your blood sugar at an even keel because unlike a sugary donut, a lentil soup or a more, um, uh, say, some, say a cauliflower, uh, cauliflower steak is going to break down much more slowly in your body than that sugary donut where you get the crash and you, we talked about how you don't feel great. And another food that I love is basically foods that support the gut. So prebiotics and probiotics. And you can actually get prebiotics from foods like garlic leeks, onions, um, jicama, Jerusalem artichoke, asparagus. So easy to include taking care of your gut, evening out your blood sugar, rich in fiber. It hits a lot of high notes. So those are just some guidances to, to, to get you started. Uh, to include in, you know, your office meals, your lunch that you're taking to work or making at home. And is that where cortisol kicks in? Let's go back and talk about cortisol. When you have your, when your blood sugar is off balance, does that actually spike your cortisol? So it's a combination of that stress. It's your blood sugar being out of whack. It's all these things that are related, right? Because our body is not just one hormone or one system. It's an integrated system. And rather than silo the different effects, how we want to think about it is stress is related to all of these. So yes, cortisol is involved. And, um, you know, things like deep breathing, relieving your stress in the moment. People have spoken about, you know, breathwork yoga, um, alternate nostril breathing, different things that can actually help to reduce your stress, even reduce your heart rate in the moment are very powerful because they all also internally affect these levels. And these are some things that you want to think about in just a mindfulness practice to offset that angst or that, uh, because another thing people experience when they go to a party is, uh, is social anxiety. So it's another great tool to have in your back pocket to practice just to help you ease into that holiday party and still enjoy it um, uh, so, and not feel, you know, not, not feel uh, so anxious. Before, when we spoke at our previous episode, you, we talked a little bit about the six pillars of nutritional psychiatry and why those pillars can help us stay on track during the holiday season. Let's just review the six pillars um, that you, we discussed previously. You know, the pillars that I talk about are, um, you know, be whole, eat whole. And the example is eat the orange, skip the store-bought orange juice, which has no fiber um, and lots of added sugar. So eat the whole food when, when you can get it versus a processed version of it. Another one is eat the rainbow. We've talked about this even during uh, today's episode. The different colored plant foods contain so many different brain-boosting nutrients that interact with the gut microbes and support an improved mood. Those leafy greens are super important. The greener, the better, rich in chlorophyll and folate and important dietary nitrates become really helpful as well. Um, another one is tap into your body intelligence, which is really the fact that people often don't associate uh, an emotional state with something they might have eaten. Yet when someone has brain fog or exa exhausted after lunch in the afternoon at work, I often ask them, well, what have you been eating for lunch? So 
really paying attention to how something might make you feel so that you can maybe tweak that choice that you're making. Consistency and balance are key. So like I said, it's not about what's on your plate today or the number on your scale tomorrow. It's really about being able to follow an 80-20 rule, be healthy most of the time, understand that life happens, that parties happen, enjoy them, embrace life, embrace food. And then remember that you're also trying to eat healthy and remember your goals. And the very last one is um, avoid foods that set off your symptoms. And one of the ones we've talked about today is anxiety. And we know that those highly processed, ultra processed foods, fast foods, um, highly sugared foods with high fructose corn syrup, the candy, the cakes, all of those are not helping us. It sounds like, you know, our whole conversation today has been focused around, um, you know, the foods that we eat, but it really is important even aside from having holiday stress, to really just focus on the mindful eating, understanding. And, and I, I really respect the, um, you know, pay attention to what your body's saying and what your body's telling you based on what you're eating. Because sometimes our symptoms are, you know, we have a headache and we don't realize it's because we had, you know, a carrot muffin, you know, an hour ago. I feel like the anxiety, the mood, and the food really are all connected. And if we can pay closer attention to that, we're going to have a healthier population. Do you find that people coming to your, you know, to visit you as patients, do you find that this is the case with everyone, not just around the holidays? I do. It, it, it's it's true. And, you know, and it's something that uh, if we just continue to pay that extra attention to what we're eating and, um, being mindful but also being consistent it really does make a difference um, and do you feel that being healthy and making healthy food choices really is centered around being organized about meal prepping about having things handy because we live in a world where everything is so easy i mean we have drive throughs we have pre-packaged things it's so easy to pick up you know even a salad but if you really start to dive deep into the ingredients of the dressing, you realize mm, it's not exactly the healthiest choice. So do you feel that being organized, are you encouraging your patients? Always, you know, um, meal prepping, batch cooking, preparing things for the family ahead of time for a few days at a time really eases up on actually that stress as well and makes you then reach out far fewer times to that unhealthy choice or that fast food. Um, you know, salads are gr a great option, but you're right, the salad dressing could have a lot a lot of sugar or salt or un unnecessary unhealthy ingredients. Whereas if you made your own salad or your own two or three um, ingredient vinaigrette, you know what's going into it. It's a healthier choice. The other thing in this country is that salads often have lots of tasty ingredients, but a lot of unhealthy ingredients added to them to boost that flavor. So I'm talking about the sweetened candied nuts, the um, extra sweetened fruits or dried fruits, which are a super sweet, right? All of those things, unfortunately, don't help us. But if we made a salad or we went to a salad bar, we can actually put together uh, just the actual vegetables and then Put together vinaigrette um, that is super easy to make and dress it that way then you know what, what's going into your food and when it comes to the gut brain um romance do you really should we really start from curing the gut and understanding what the, how the gut is functioning before we can do anything else with our health and food i think that you know one of the mechanisms in nutritional psychiatry is that gut brain connection 
it is definitely important not only for mental well-being but also many aspects of our physical well-being you know i've seen people heal some skin conditions as they heal their gut so i think it's an easy starting point and here's why dr claudia we're eating we're eating several times a day why not eat for our best gut health and therefore best mental health so it's an easy step to get you started and just by paying attention to that you're actually eating healthier you are fending off inflammation in the gut and if you have inflammation by eating those anti-inflammatory antioxidant rich foods you're actually helping to lower that inflammation over time so you're doing your body good um, and that's that's where it's important and having that inflammation in our bodies in your gut actually leads to inflammation everywhere else. So then it starts affecting your joints. And once it starts affecting the joints, you you reduce your mobility. And then that that brings us down that slippery slope. So if we're eating foods that are unhealthy and not encouraging proper health, then every other system in your body and in your life is affected. Inflammation is behind conditions like depression, anxiety, cognitive disorders, poor focus, and more. So I think, you know, eating healthier, doing things that fend off that inflammation are key. And so if we have, now that our segment is coming to an end, what are some last um, words of wisdom that you can offer listeners about where to start with good nutrition? Make it easier for yourself. Start with something that you like and think of a healthier version of it. Um, all of my recipes are designed to take things that people like, but 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 how can we how can we tweak it to make it healthy um you know instead of dousing um sweet potatoes say in a lot of uh, maple syrup and brown sugar as a traditional for a lot of recipes you know change it up with some miso which is going to give you that ferment fermentation and a slightly different flavor and uh, a great umami taste in your mouth so you know i think Go for the foods you like, but think about alternatives. Like if you're a person who reaches out for um, for potato chips, think about spinach or kale chips in the oven that the whole family can have. Um, so I want people to really enjoy the holidays, but I want them to remain mindful and remember that, you know, if they, they have that indulgence, whatever it might be, they're still actually practicing consistency the rest of the time remembering balance is the key, following that 80-20 rule, and the rest of the time eating the, the healthy whole foods as best they can. Now, during this episode, you have offered so many free giveaways, a free chapter, um, you know, your um, blog and your newsletter. How can listeners get the chapter, The Gut Brain Romance, as well as sign up for your newsletter, buy your book, and learn more about you? Thanks so much, Dr. Claudia. So you can find my, my book, This Is Your Brain on Food, wherever books are sold. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter uh, by going to umanaidumd.com. We send out a weekly newsletter with tips about food, how to buy it, how to eat it, how to prepare it. And um, follow me on social media, which is at D-R-U-M-A-N-A-I-D-O-O, where we always post on current research, updated information. And you can get that free chapter by signing up at gutbrainromance.com. And I recommend everybody go and find the chapter, find the website and enjoy all of her recipes and all of her knowledge. Thank you so much, Dr. Naidu. You can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059 The Region or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.